Ready? Hello, welcome to Rhythm and Pixels Video Game Music Podcast. Someone's excited. <laughs> this is episode 3 3. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernell. Pr- He's Pernell. I'm excited. You know why I'm excited today? I have really no idea. Because of today's topic. Oh, that is a good point. It is a really awesome topic. I'm really excited that you suggested it last week. I want to give a shout out to our listener, Pernell. Yeah. Hey, thank you, Pernell. That guy, he stole my name. I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him. But yes, it's, a, it's an awesome topic. It kind of came out of the blue during last week's episode. I think I think it came out. Well, our topic this week is rhythm games. And I think it came up because we played that song from uh, I'm a Jammer Lammy. That's what it was. And the funny part is after doing research for the episode, it made me wonder why we even made the entire episode just rhythm games. We should probably just zero it on like a game itself. Yeah, which that could be future episodes or something. Well, what's, what's fun is there's so many rhythm games. So we're not we're not gonna play we're not gonna play um, Guitar Hero. We're not gonna play Rock Band. Rock Band. Um, we're not even we're gonna we're not gonna play games that were specifically DDR either. We're we're gonna pick songs that were you know bands or artists created them, but specifically for the rhythm game. Few exceptions may apply. Few exceptions may apply, but you know just just trust us. We're the experts here. Yeah, <laughs> shifty eyes over here, but yes, I there is a lot of familiarity with rhythm games here because we've been playing them for a very, very, very long time. Yeah, me and Pernell have a long storied relationships with the video games. That's correct. And contrary, I mean to, the rhythm games, the, the rhythm video games. Oh mercy! Oh and, man. And con- start. Contrary to popular belief, too, like most people's first rhythm game in the United States, with the exception of like say you know Parappa and Num Jammer Lammy was DDR, which, but for me, actually was quite the contrary. That was not my first rhythm game. Well, sorry, DDR wasn't my first rhythm game, I meant to say. Right, so what was your first rhythm game? Um, funny enough, it was actually, well, okay, I'll go with foreign rhythm game because I did play Busta Groove, too. But, oh, oh uh, yeah, yeah, but Busta Groove, yeah, that was American, right? Yeah, oh, well, well, it was in Japan, they got a release over here, but I mean, like, games that were originally from Japan, because most of the rhythm game scene were games that were from Japan that kind of just mysteriously wound up over here, but not by means of actual localization. Okay, yeah. So, like, for me, that game was, like, popping music, and I played it for the first time in, like, um, February of 2000, and mm-hmm. it kind of set me on a long road of musical discovery <laughs> and rhythm game discovery, because, believe it or not, I listened to a lot of crazy stuff. And that really started because of poppin' music. Yeah, my, a lot of my musical tastes came out of uh, through the DDR and everything, but I first heard about DDR, I've read about it somewhere, and I've heard some of the music, and I was like, it's a game you, rhythm game with your feet fascinated me. So it was 2000, maybe it was 99. I think it was 1999. Me and my brother, we, um, we go to London. I have some family out in London, and we go to visit them. And there is a place in Piccadilly Circus that's just like this massive, like two or three level arcade. Don't know if it's there anymore. I would probably not visit it nowadays because I have this thing of just crowds and noise like that. And I go in there and they have DDR Euro version, which is like one of the first ones. And they had um, Guitar Freaks. And so Guitar Freaks ended up being the first like Bimani rhythm game that I played, which was a lot like um, you consider Guitar Hero. I would think Guitar Hero is like the next evolution of that type of game. Um, 
it really was. It was a nice step up yeah. as far as like making it more complex. Yeah, Guitar Freaks was only three buttons, and it was really just how fast can you hit that the 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 um the little bar thing. You know, it was just the pick bar. It was punishing, absolutely punishing. But yeah, and then I just got a, a taste for DDR, and I've been playing um, dance games. Oh my god, the cat is everywhere in the studio. <laughs> And um, yeah, I got a taste for rhythm games and I've been obsessed with dance games ever since. And it's been, what is it, 2016 now? And I'm still playing ITG and Pump It Up and everything. It's crazy. Yeah, they're never really going to go away. I only wish I could play Pump It Up more often, but it hasn't been quite as accessible for yeah. me. Well, you know what? Let's get into the music and let's keep talking about what we, how we feel about these games because you start us off this, this, uh, this week. All right. In that case, then, um, the first track I'm going to go with is well i'll go on to the specifics of the why and why whatever going forward but i hope you like this track because it's very strange it's called 777 it's by an artist called that goes by the name of eel and it premiered rhythmically in music games and pop and music eight <laughs> that, that was amazing. Yeah, that was seven 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 by Eel, which was featured in Pop and Music Eight. Um, funny enough, this track I picked the tracks I picked to this episode all kind of have a special place for me in my music journey. Right, and this one was the discovery of the fact that a the genre twee existed as an actual genre of music, along with cuddlecore, which is uh, another aspect of that genre of music, and. By playing this game and hearing this song, I went and ventured out and found other tracks that align with the genre of twee. Which, funny enough, the vast majority sound nothing like what Eel does. No surprise, really. But uh, 
I still found an awesome array of interesting tracks that fall under this genre of music yeah, that very, I listen to. Very poppy. I like that. I like it's it's very it's got a lot going on too. Like the, the opening, I wasn't expecting the the guitar coming in after the opening. Oh yeah, like Eel does all kinds of weird stuff like this. I think my other favorite song of hers is like called Cherry Pie. And it just starts like, she's like, you are so cute, cherry pie. Oh, yeah. And I don't know why she thinks the pie is cute. <laughs> I don't know why she wants to explain that to the pie, but the game, the track itself is just fantastic and awesome. Well, how about, how about we explain to people listening who maybe don't know a lot about um, the Konami rhythm game. So Poppin' Music is a nine? Nine buttons? Nine buttons. So it's a nine-button controller, big, colorful buttons, um, and the, the notes are the pop coons, right? And they scale down like piano chords. Yeah, they scale down scales. and you hit them on time with the rhythm. But it doesn't just, you don't just hit them on time with the rhythm like DDR where it doesn't make any sound, but you actually are playing the music. Yep. All of the samples and the rhythms and everything. And the higher up the difficulty you go, the more instruments and rhythms you're playing on that controller. And it's loud. Yeah, it's very <laughs> loud. I, I bought the, the Japanese arcade-style controller. Yeah. And... When you, they don't have any padding inside of it, so when you're actually playing thing, it's like wah, 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 wah. <laughs> it's, it's insanely loud. It's very, very cool. Um, so it's a very colorful game. It, the, the, the arcade machines are really short. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I play, I have to spread my legs and squat low. Yeah, they to don't hit the button. <laughs> there was not an American version of of these games, unfortunately. No, there was one, and it was abysmal. <laughs> it was on the Wii and Konami. I don't know why they were why they did that, but that's. That's another story here and here there. So, but um, I love me some tweet pop. I love me. I love this entire genre of music. I can all I could talk about music from the genre for days. <laughs> but uh, suffice it to say, I'm really glad I was able to share this on the show and exclaim that even though a lot of pop music genres are ridiculously made up nonsense like Choco Pop. Yeah, or a, a high-speed love song. Yeah, that's a genre for some reason. Yeah. Twee is an actual genre, and it is an awesome one. Yeah, this song is, is really, really cool. So we're going to stay in the, the uh, Konami Bimani world, and I'm going to go to uh, Beat Mania 2DX 14 Gold. Gold! Um, <laughs> and and um, I didn't really get into uh, Beat Mania. We'll, we'll talk about Beat Mania um, after the track, but this is from the artist Kors K, and the track is called Heaven Above, and man, I, I really dig this tune. It was just stuck in my head for ages, so um, Heaven Above by Course K.
we're back. That was Heaven Above by Coors K. From, <laughs> that was from Beatmania 2DX 14 Gold. Um, a lot of the Beatmania songs eventually um, were released onto the DDR soundtrack, but this one wasn't. And um, it's not it's not where I first heard this song. So um, for people who are into the dance games, there's a, there's a game called ITG In The Groove, which came out in America. Um, and it was kind of open sourced. It used the same same sound format and uh, step files that were done in the uh, the open sourced computer game Stepmania. So if you if you know anything about Stepmania, check out um, Awesome Games Done Quick 2016. The guy plays Stepmania like insanely fast on his fingers. But ITG takes that to the next level and says, okay, you can go ahead and plug these songs into the dance game and play whatever you want as long as you make the step file for it. And, and break your legs in the process. And break your legs. So it, is, it can be as hard as you want it to be. And, and it's, it's what kept me interested in dance games in the first place. Yeah, um, it, it honestly almost took me out of it, though. I would watch Rob play oh these and the groove tracks. And I would sweat watching, and then I'd turn around and drink a cola. <laughs> like, it just wasn't. <laughs> half, half the reason I was excited to move out of uh, um, our, our original condo in the city was so we can have our own house where I can make my own little machine set up to play ITG and be as loud as I want to be. And I'm sure he's going to be, too. It's going to be wild. Like, he's going to have his, he's gonna have his oh, DDR yeah. machine. I'm going to have a popper machine. There's going to be a lot of music, musical wonderment. Oh, it's going to be crazy. But this is... um. This, where I heard this song was on ITG, so I made a step file for it, and I was just addicted to the song immediately. I think it's really, really cool. So Beat Mania is seven keys, right? Well, it was, it was, no, it was originally five. It was originally five keys, but the 2DX is seven keys, so it's like um, the seven keys on an octave of a piano, and, it, and the whole, and a turntable, which you just turn once to uh, kind of hit a, a note, right? Also, the funny thing I just thought about Oh, I didn't just think about it. Just but it remember. works the same as pop, pop and music, but the aesthetic is like hardcore rave, and all of like the all of the dance styles are like legit dance styles. I think even when, back in the day, I think you could even input like your name in like a scoreboard, and it was DJ whatever your name was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, um, uh, Konami had their own system. I've seen them like um, offer sale at people who want to like like nostalgically, you know, for nostalgia reasons, like buy these old cards for the, for the arcade games. But yeah, it's, it's got an enormous following. The game is so hard. I cannot play it to save my life. I do try though. I've tried a few times. It, it did again. It, it got an American release. Do you remember that? It was God old. It was the controller was awesome. It was better built than the Japanese one. Surprisingly. Yeah. We got it. We got a controller in the States, but yeah, it had like 15 songs on it. Oh. And one of them was Britney Spears. Britney Spears was on there. No, well, the Britney Spears was on DDR was, Supernova. Yeah, she was on this too. She her song Toxic. It was oh yeah, Toxic. Okay, that song. Yo, legit. I like that song. I'm sorry. I <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> my condolences. <laughs> I'm kidding. In the game, it actually wasn't half bad, but I still couldn't do anything yeah. with outside of the game. All right, so let's let, let's keep it on going through the uh, the rhythm game. Oh, well, before you move on, though, one thought I oh. wanted to mention. Yeah, what's up? I just thought about it. I think Bimani stemmed from that game title, by the way. I just want to point that out. Oh, yeah. It's a Beat Mania Konami Bimani. Yep. Yeah. So just random trivia bit. Right. And a lot of the original DDR songs and later DDR songs came from the Beat Mania series. So all those uh, Naoki, uh, Maeda, uh, Kors K, DJ Yoshitaka, all those guys came from the Beat Mania series and to DDR. Oh. See, I like to, you know your stuff, man. I know some of my stuff, and it's the reason why I love 
uh, Japanese 1990s Euro beat music. <laughs> you had a fire. Wasn't in a rhythm game, but man, I wish oh, it were. Boom Boom Japan. <laughs> I'll be I'll be driving down the road. You know you know it's me when I'm blasting Boom Boom Japan. <laughs> and, uh, no one sleep in Tokyo. Except for that guy. Except for that guy. Me. I'll sleep in Tokyo. Except for Millen. Right, so what's your next song? Um. Okay. Well, unlike the last song where. I learned about the genre from pop and music, which led to me discovering a ton of new songs. This particular song was based on a genre that I learned about during my musical journey after learning about tweet pop from pop and music, which took me down quite the hole. And you'll know just how far that hole went when you see hear how different this song sounds from that song. Mm. And this particular track is of the shoegaze genre. And the song itself is called Chiblane. And it was by what I believe is a Konami in-house studio called Glaring Radio Kids. <laughs> yeah, so this is probably like a lot of the same, like the, the, the from the in-house band of of the Konami group. Yeah, the last one was an actual artist. Eel is her own artist, but this is in this is a in-house studio, I believe. Oh, cool. All right, so Chillblane or Chiblane? I think it's Chiblane. Chiblane. All right, from or Chiblane. Poppin' Music 16. Just listen to Shoegaze from Poppin' Music, but the actual track title is called Chillblane. There's an extra L in there. Chillblane <laughs> by Glaring Radio Kids. I've, I really liked that. I like that style of music. It's got kind of that lo-fi sound with like a whole lot of reverb on it and like really like the, the vocals kind of sit like this, the vocals aren't up front, you know, like they're kind of in the background. I really like that. And that's partly, that was a large part of, I think, what makes Shoegaze so awesome. It makes it just like one, to me, I think it's like, it's like a number of complicated melodies being played together in harmony, but 
as you first hear it, it might just sound like it's like a blob of noise. <laughs> but then as you really become you know absorbed in it, it because you start to break it apart on your own. Yeah. And you kind of follow your own little medley. Yeah, yeah. And it's just a wonderful feeling. And just to clarify, the, t- the genre title of Shoegaze, if I'm not mistaken, stems from the fact that, well, there's a number of different reasons people call it that, but the one I'm most familiar with is the fact that while you're playing it, typically the guitarist is working with an, like a large number of effects pedals. Yeah. And as a result, while they're playing the song, they're constantly spending time looking down at the ground, hitting the buttons on the pedals. Yeah, that's what I read, that like the, the groups are like really like long, emotional, like kind of trancey, like you put like songs that put you into a trance and so like the guitarist is like usually looking at down at their shoes but you're saying they're looking at their shoes because they got so many pedals they're, they're working them all out yep though you are right though that's the other version of it that i heard which i think is ultimately that both end up being true is that the music is usually meant to put you in like in a sort of dreamlike state which results in you kind of looking down and kind of <laughs> just like swaying around which is also where the other genre title is comes from which is dream pop so sometimes shoegaze goes by the term dream pop. Um, now, I was expecting this to sound like something from, say, like My Bloody Valentine, which is still, to me, one of the all-time greats and shoegaze, them and Lush, which, for the record, they just came back. Now, for me, when you say dream pop, one of the bands that I really like is School of the Seven Bells. Oh, they're awesome. Amazing. I amazing heard them band. by coincidence because a friend of mine was so visiting jealous. the East Coast and he dragged me to a show in that Philly. That story kills me every time you tell it because like you just happen to see them yep and yeah. the band isn't even a band anymore yeah i'm trying to remember what happened i feel like like something tragic happened with yeah them the um the group is uh two twin sisters and they're um i'm one of their friends who plays like the drums and keyboards and, and one of the twin sisters passed away yeah that's unfortunate but wait least... no no it was the other one of them passed away one of them passed away and they're trying to maybe it was the other guy and then but the other one like from what i've read like one of the sisters actually was like a teacher or something and didn't wasn't really into music and the other person was oh, um, but this 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 song i think shows you the the range of styles that was within one rhythm game so it wasn't like all rock music it wasn't all techno music it was like everything everything like there was techno music there was crazy rock music there was this kind of music that you were playing there were songs that were based beats. on nothing but airplane sounds Oh, oh, um, there was that one that's all um, acapella, the Magical Voice Shower. Yep. <laughs> I love the name Magical Voice Shower. They, had, they did really that's did a crazy. little bit of everything, and it made, that's to me why, well, that and the fact that the game is just hyper fun, but that's to me why Papa Music has always been my favorite music game in the history of rhythm games, because there's such a wide, eclectic array of music within the game. Yeah, that you will always find something you like, and it has the potential to turn you onto new music that you didn't even know you liked in the first place. Oh yeah, yeah. I, th- I think a lot of like electronic acts, a lot of electronic dance music acts today will say that they were probably influenced at some point when they were kids playing like games like DDR or Beatmania. I believe that for sure, and it's it's a wonderful thing that those things existed to get people into music like they did. Yeah. And I mean, these didn't. Again, this game never came out in the United States aside from the really awful Wii version. But oh, there's a Wii. There's a Wii version of this. It was awful. Oh, man. It was awful. We don't talk about it aside <laughs> from just knowing that it existed. I can't even imagine because this game is all about the controller, the giant, and the it giant didn't buttons. exist here. They, it was, they used the Wiimote and nunchuck. It was stupid. I know that. I, th- I think there's a couple machines around on the East Coast, but you got to search them out. I think they might still have one at Eight on the Break and um, there's one down in Baltimore. There's other one in Baltimore. There's going to be one in my house someday. So if you're on the East Coast, they're around, and you can go to Pernell's place 
I'll let you in. Yes, I mean, for, for, for a price. For a price. Mm-hmm. It's going to be pizza. Delicious pizza. The price, the price is pizza. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's good pizza. All right, I'm going to take us out of the Konami Bimani world um, into a more recent game, which I, I've never played the Japanese version, but I've only heard the Japanese soundtrack because I think you told me or someone told me that is crazy. Um, it's um, The game in America is called Elite Beat Agents for the Nintendo DS. Um, but in Japan is Moreo, Neketsu, Rhythm Damashi, Osu, Takate, Yowenden 2, and um, the Samurai, the song is, oh my gosh, and the song is called Samurai Blue by the group ZZ, and um, again in America it's called the Elite Beat Agents, and um, I know Pernell has a lot to say about this game, so, so let's just listen to the song.
時も手を伸ばしてよ明日の真ん中に君がいてくれるそして歌が生まれてく That was、um, Samurai Blue by ZZ from. I'm just going to shorten up to、uh, Uwinden 2 for the Nintendo DS. You that, may as well have. That's what everyone's going to search for if they want to go buy the game. Yeah, the game. Yeah, no, unfortunately, you're going to have to buy Uwinden 2 and not Elite Beat Agents because if you buy Elite Beat Agents for the Nintendo DS, it's going to be. I think there's some Britney Spears and some things going on in that game. Though I'll admit, oh, though. Oh, and a Smash Mouth. So, yeah. But they did. Play well. That's the creepy thing about that game. There was a song in that game that, for all intents and purposes, I should hate. Hate, hate, hate. So I can't remember what the heck the song was called. But it was on a stage where, like, well, first of all, the premise of Elite Beat Agents and a Wendon was basically you were a. It was basically a bunch of different stages where people were faced with everyday dilemmas or problems. Yeah, so let's, 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 let's break it down. So a Wendon is a rhythm game where instead of like, hitting notes as they pop up a screen, It's a touchscreen on the DS, and the notes pop up, and you have to kind of hit them as, as the targets get smaller and smaller, which I have the hardest time with. But the game itself is like you're like a cheerleading group, pretty much. Yeah, well, People are having problems, and you're a superhero group, and all you do is you sing songs to them to, to boost them up. Pretty much. Oh, it's fantastic. I love that idea.、And、it's a very. It's a premise that actually kind of feels very lighthearted in execution. Like, it makes you. Makes you want something like that in real life, too. Like, you're just, you're, at, you're in class and you're struggling with the idea of passing an exam, and all of a sudden, three people show up in suits and they just start dancing behind you, singing songs. Like, I can't concentrate, but I kind of don't care. That's what I'm imagining. Like, like this song is like you're kind of like hanging out, and like maybe you're, you're taking a test and it's really hard, and like there's this group behind you going, Samurai Blue! <laughs> like, I don't know、That's、what、awesome. this has to do with Samurais, but I'm happy. Like, you can do it! You know, oh, it's just, I, I think this song is just really cool. It makes me sad that I don't think Elite Meat Agent sold well enough over here to garner, garner a sequel. But, it's, uh, it's got that following. Like, all of this stuff has a definite niche following. I mean, that's what rhythm games are, pretty much, right? Pretty much. Very niche titles, with the exception of, like, you know, the rock bands and stuff, where they were released with the intent of, you know, collecting mass U.S. audience members to participate and enjoy. Yeah, then licensing tracks from, like, Time Warner or whatever. Remember this from your high school <laughs> years? Now you can play it on a fake guitar. <laughs>、um, and it's fun, though. I'm not knocking. I love rock band and guitar, you know, but. 
Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, these dates are definitely very niche in the sense that, like, if I hear another person mentioned on the street that they like elite be dating, I get excited. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, if you're someone, someone's into rhythm games, I don't care what it is, even if it's the new Guitar Hero. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I, I love Guitar Hero. I was addicted to Guitar Hero, trying to beat that darn Dragon Force song over and over again. I still play Guitar Hero at the store. I haven't bought the newest one yet uh, I because I haven't made the time to play the rock band I already bought. Yeah, I can't. I can't get into the new. Um, uh, guitar, guitar hero. It's it's the button layout. I have, I just my fingers can't do it. I can't play a real guitar. <laughs> That's why I play video games. See, but I like that. It's like it's it's far enough away from being a real guitar to screw me over, but it's close enough to being a real guitar that I feel like I'm actually doing a little bit more to simulate playing one. Yeah, yeah that's true. Well, um, how about we move on out of the uh, the cheerleading samurai people <laughs> and into your, uh, your next track so what did you bring for your third track uh, well I'll pick a song from a recent series of rhythm game in the sense that you can actually go out and buy this game if you wanted to play it today and in America you could even um, it's from the series called DJ Max Technica um, and it's the song called Keys to the World and the band that made it and sings it is called Planet Boom I'm not quite sure if they're an in-studio band or if they're an actual band, but to me it doesn't matter because they're awesome, and that's what counts. Let's give it a spin. man that was great thank you very much like this is it's for the record this was keys to the world by planet boom and it's featured in dj max technica um i believe it's also no it's not in zonic i wish it were but it's definitely in dj max technica tune and it's in dj max technica 3 if you have a psp um 
fantastic song. It was one that I originally did not expect to like when I played the game. Um, and just to clarify what this game is, DJ Max Technica is basically like Beatmania in the sense that it's piano scale, like looking notes coming down from the top. And you hit the you hit the buttons to the to the rhythm as the notes hit the bottom of the screen. Right. Though there's also like a fever gauge that you can fill up, and then when you press the button, it gives you like double points, and it also you know makes it so that all your hit all your button presses are 100 percent on the rhythm. This had a process. This is arcade. DJ Max Technica and Technica Tune actually were both in the arcade at one point. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. And Technica Tune plays differently from Technica does, even though they use some of the same music in the sense that. This game, Technica Tune, is a touchscreen, and there's like a... Yeah, that's, that's what I've seen. That's what I remember. I've never got a chance to play it, but I've seen like people talk about it. Oh, I love this game. So you, you walk out of the arcade with such bruised fingers, you really don't care. <laughs> but it's basically like a large touchscreen, and there's like two layers of notes that one goes left, the other goes right. And there's like a bar that's going to the beat of the, the speed of the song yeah. that goes over the notes. And when the bar goes over the notes, you have to press it with your fingers. Oh, that's cool. And you have to yeah. follow along. So you're kind of like DJing about. Does does the mute you activate like the samples and the sounds from the from the music? Yes, you do. And if you don't hit the notes properly, you have a very bland tune playing. Well, that's pretty. Oh, that's pretty cool then. So yeah, because this sounds like like a full on like like rock song you would hear on the radio. Yeah, it's really freaking good. Like they, the DJ Max series, they they go a good distance to get quality music in their game. Very very cool. So like I and they reached that that team, the original DJ Max team, recently released a game on the PS Vita called Zonic X O N I C, Zonic Super Beat, and it's fantastic. It's a fantastic touchscreen game on the Vita. I am almost pretty darn near obsessed with the thing. <laughs> so I recommend that wholeheartedly to folks. So. Honestly, I just I recommend the whole series. If you can get Technica Tune on your Vita, get that too. So, so highly recommended by Pernell here. Oh yeah, <laughs> this is my jam. All right, so I'm gonna um, come out of the rock music. That's kind of cool. We chose, we chose like rock songs at the same time. Ooh, I'm looking forward to seeing what you're gonna pick then. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because I, I chose the, uh, the Samurai Blue song. For some reason, I thought you chose Samurai Blue because you're usually choosing the rock songs. <laughs> oh, that's how I get down. That's when you I built a reputation for myself, you see. If right. it's a rock song that's playing, chances are Parnell threw it on the beat. <laughs> so my next game is um, from, it's a new newer indie title um, called Crypt of the Necro Dancer. It's a hybrid dungeon crawler dance game. It makes no sense, but the music is crazy. It's uh, by uh, Danny Baranofsky. Um, and this is the track um, from World 3-3. It's called A Cold Sweat from the game Crypt of the Necrodancer.
We're back. That was a cold sweat from level 3-3 from the um, game Crypt of the Necrodancer by Danny Baranofsky. I am not good enough at the game to have even gotten to that stage, so this is the first time I've heard that track, and that level sounds really hard. This is uh, it's a crazy game where the whole game is on a grid, and the music's pumping, and you do everything to the beat, where every movement you make, every attack you do, is you're just hitting the arrow buttons. Even in the menu screens, you gotta hit at the beat to, to, to move, to attack, and if, you, if you're off the beat... You lose I, your combo meter. Everything. It's it's a crazy game. I haven't had a chance to play, but I've seen a lot of it, and I think that the music is so cool. And the other caveat that you, you probably didn't know because you haven't played it yet, is that the length of that track is also the length of time you had to get to the end of the stage. Like, it doesn't loop. It's one playthrough. And if you don't get to the end of the stage before the track's over, they penalize you for it. Oh, God. So it's a really <laughs> awesome game. Like They put pressure on you to get to the end of the stage before the song's over, and you have to stay on beat while giant monsters are rushing oh, you wow. in the dungeon. Yeah, so these songs are only like about, about three minutes or so long. So yeah, three minutes to get to the end of the floor. Oh, man, very, very cool. And so you were talking about the uh, the artist Darren, Danny, Danny Baranofsky did some work on the Meat Boy games? Yeah, he did Super Meat Boy on the Xbox. Okay, um, cool, And cool. the music on that is absolutely phenomenal. Very, very awesome. Unfortunately, when Sony got access to release the game on the PlayStation and Vita, they couldn't get the rights to his music, so they got another studio to do tracks for it. And while their tracks aren't bad, they, they don't compare to Danny B's <laughs> no. by a long shot. I think The Binding of Isaac had the same problem because he did the music to Binding of Isaac on the original release on Steam. Oh, okay. And then when PlayStation got access to that for a home release on like consoles, they couldn't get his music, so somebody else did it. Huh. It just didn't quite resonate as well for me as the original mix. I, I bet you're not the only one. I wonder about that. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised because his stuff, his music has a very distinct feel and sound to it. Mm that you know is him. Yeah, it's very cool. This is one of the more modern sounding, like it's got like, I was expecting this to be more like kind of 8-bit chippy, but it's very like heavy on the on the drums and the, and the synthesizers are really big and full. It's really cool sounding. Well, it's fantastic. I, I like it a lot. And, and for a game that's really music focused, um, like, a, like a rhythm game would be, the music has got to be on. And I'm betting that that means that this the movement of the stage is probably quick too, so you don't get the slouch because that's oh, the other totally, part. Totally. Not only do you have to move to the beat on every step, but you can't rest to catch the beat. Like, you have to be on it the whole time. Right. So, it's an amazing game. It will test your rhythmic patience yeah. or your rhythm ability, especially under pressure. Yeah, if, if you're listening to this episode and you want to try some of these games, definitely try this one. Because you don't need a whole dance pad to play it. Although, it's definitely recommended. No, it is not. I recommend it. <laughs> it's tried awesome. to kill you. <laughs> Rob has tried to kill you, fans. I've played this on a dance pad. It's fun. <laughs> But oh my god, it hurts. All right, Pernell, let's stay on the beat. What's your next track? What's my next track? Do do do. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Okay, well, my next track. You're asking me, like, I got that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my next track is actually a pretty interesting one in and of itself because it's not DDR. It's the game that I learned about after DDR, but it actually came to like a lot more. And it is from the Korean studio and Amiro. The game itself is called. Pump it up. Oh, yes. I know a lot of people probably, but I don't no, care. No, no, no. Pump it up's great. It's an awesome game. Yeah. And like we mentioned before about, you know, how the studio behind TJ Maxx Technica came up with some really quality artists, this studio is no different in the form of they got a very famous Korean band that went by the name of Taiji Boys. <laughs> and the song itself is called Certain Victory. Mm. 
and it came from the game Pump It Up Perfect Collection. Just listened to Certain Victory by Taiji Boys. Yeah, that's released on <laughs> Pump It Up Perfect Color. That's such a cool song, man. That's a uh, reminds me of like um like a grunge, like nineties grunge rock. Yeah, this guy back in the day, the Taiji Boys were, from what I've been told by friends who were into K pop long before I even got near it. Um this his band was ridiculously popular overseas for a long time. And Around, I'm not sure when, maybe like early 2000s, he broke off from them and he went solo, just his, just using his name, Seo Taiji. And um, I've been listening to a lot of his stuff since I learned about him from this game. Um, like, I listen to stuff that had nothing to do with any of these video games now just because I like his music, genuinely like his music. Oh, yeah, there's, there's a lot to like. I remember the these stage in this game it being rough, too. Oh, it hurt. I got, <laughs> to, I got to the point where I could eventually beat it on the hardest setting. But it was painful, and I would do this at an arcade slash bar that was located in our hometown here, and people would buy me drinks because of how <laughs> I played this game. Because I would just this giant black guy would walk into the arcade and like walk past all the partying and all that stuff, oh, yeah, and go yeah. up to the arcade, he'd take his coat off, and just do some stretches and get on the dance machine and just tear it up. Oh man, uh, my uh, our, my bachelor party. When I got married, this is all we did. Oh, <laughs> we yeah. just played this game. We killed we at it. Did a lot of shots, and we played this game a lot. Oh, yeah, that's all I wanted. I, I was out there drunk as a fish playing this game. That was the other beautiful thing. I could play this game while drunk. Like, it's not recommended by the actual manufacturer of the game, but the game was at a bar. I was yeah. an adult. I drank, and I wasn't going to have fun while I drank and played the game. Yeah. So it was a... Very odd comp- you know, com- you know, companionship there of me like doing weird like swirls and twirls <laughs> and splits and everything else. Well, we're not going to um, – just to move things along here because I'm, I'm actually running out of time. we got to get going. But the uh, we're not going to have a bonus round today because today it's just like – it's a lot of like – it seems like, you know, these are like their own remixes or their own songs. Yeah, they're basically studio quality tracks. Yeah. 
but sure. um but like if you want more information about this stuff we are going to have um links to some of wherever the original fan pages are to where, where you can still find the games i'm gonna have all that stuff listed on the website on rhythmandpixels.com so go check it out and you know maybe learn something new get into some new music styles oh yeah So we want to thank you for joining us today. This is uh, episode 3-3, so if you're paying attention, this is actually our 23rd episode. We're getting close to number 25. We're getting some anniversaries, some nice milestones yeah, here. Yeah, hitting some big milestones. Um, so this is our focus on rhythm games, um, just all sorts of rhythm games. A lot of a lot of rock music today. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if this is becoming like a like a number of jump episode themes where it's just like, this episode is based on one rhythm game, because there's just so... When we were, I was looking for tracks, but I, I completely forgot just how much music existed amongst oh, every game. And, and just, and then when you get into just straight up rhythm games, there's so much of it. And so I, I feel like we kind of went around to the old stuff, to the new stuff. Oh yeah, definitely. And that was definitely. I'm glad we didn't even talk about doing it, but I'm glad that's how it turned out because I was really hoping that we could, you know, talk about you know roots like games we played back in the day yeah. and then games that are existent today in new game form that yeah. you can go back out and play. And patronize and give patronage to the vendors. Totally, I feel like we kind of like hit everything um, today. Like I feel like I, I, when I first started looking for music, I, yeah, I went for all the stuff like from you know years ago, like in my twenties playing like DDR. Then I was like, I want to branch out to other stuff too. So yeah, I reached out into like Owenden and stuff like that. The games I never never really got a chance to play, but I just I love the music still. Whereas, to this, whereas in my case, I might play Owenden when I get home tonight because I still love that series, <laughs> Something Fierce, and. Uh, yeah, every game we talked about today is a fantastic title, and if you have access, you owe it to yourself <laughs> to seek these games out, because they will, I won't necessarily say they will change your life, because maybe they will, I don't know, but they will definitely play a major role and give you a new appreciation for a game, right. a genre of music that you might not have experienced in the past. And if you feel like we've given you a new appreciation for music, and you want to change our lives, why don't you send us an email? Rhythm and Pixels at Hotmail.com. And for more information on the show and a full track listing, check out our website, RhythmandPixels.com. And, um, and if you uh, like what you're hearing, go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whatever um, podcast um, application you're using on your cellular device. Cellular device? <laughs> that sounds technical. I know, but it really isn't. Everyone has one of these nowadays, Pernell. I don't know, man. I'm sitting here looking at my... My yeah, cellular device. It's just a fad. Everyone throw your phones out the window right now. It's over now. <laughs> the new fad is paper messages. Writing them, balling them up, and then launching them with rubber bands. Anyway, um, yeah, so our next episode's coming up. What do, you th- what do you think we should do? I'm actually at a loss at the moment. This will be a good opportunity for a fan to show one up. Otherwise, I'll be on the weekend, but rushed 
coming up with some ideas for themes. <laughs> well, if you have any ideas, definitely send us an email at rhythmandpixels at hotmail.com um, and we'll showcase on our next episode. Otherwise, I think we'll have a guest on um, episode 3-5. Ooh, I'm ready. Ready for that one. And um, I think I have our topic picked out for that one. So for 3-4, who knows? Sky's the limit. Tune in next week. (laughs) Same bat time whenever you feel like it. (laughs) And same bat channel wherever you get it from. And uh, (laughs) Well, I'm Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernell. This is the Rhythm and Pixels video game music podcast. Have a great day. Have a good evening. And remember, music is all around you. All you have to do is stop and listen for it. Mm. That was a good one. Thank you. Took me 30 seconds. (laughs) It was like crap. I don't have it.